0: This is live with Ryan Reese call now one 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: What up family? It's good to be on again this Saturday night. You know, what, I'm going to tell you this. It is good to be back in town. I've been touring the nation doing the uh, high school tours and the fact that school year is over and I'm just post up in beautiful Orange County, California with my dad. Wife, my hot <laughs> wife and the triplets, daughters that are two years old. Oh my goodness, it is amazing. I'm am so stoked to do that right now., but tonight we have an amazing show. Um, I'm not giving you any details. All I'm saying is it's about the hope in Jesus and the hope from heaven. Because tonight, this story, I have some guests that are in town, and um, you know, the story is just going to be a story of a uh, redemption. And, um, you know, what God can do uh, when you go through storms, because, see, we all go through storms in life. You know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes Instagram its so funny because you can look at Instagram and you look at it and you think everyone's life's all good. Mm-hmm. But the reality, it's not all good all the time. We go through trials. We go through tribulations. And uh, we don't understand, honestly, a lot of the times that we go through these, these situations and there's questions like, is there a God? Mm-hmm. Why would God do this to me? How can God put me through this? Or why do good people go through bad things? There's just so many questions um, that run through your mind when you go through these times. And tonight, it's it's what Memorial Day weekend. I mean, people, your guys are driving. Who knows where? I mean, this the this, this station. This uh, shows across the United States, and you, it's a big weekend, so a lot of people are driving right now. But tonight, if you have time, definitely tune in and just or stay tuned in and hear this story because I believe. This story is for everybody. It will encourage you no matter where you're at in life. And it could prepare you for a f- It could easily prepare you for a future situation mm-hmm. that you're going to go through because sooner or later times get tough. But you know what? Mm-hmm. God is good and he's with us all the times. He's, he's there when there's no storms and he's there when there are storms. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of Jesus Christ. So welcome to the show, Michael and Amanda.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having us. We're, We're so super excited to be
1: here. Hey, I'm excited, and you know what's so interesting is how I even connected with you guys. Mm-hmm. I met your brother at a Calvary Chapel. Uh, it was a Calvary Chapel pastors' conference. No, it was a con- it was a Cal- it was a Calvary Chapel conference. Yeah. on the Holy Spirit at Calvary Chapel Down. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting. He- your brother does worship for a yeah. band. What's what's the band called?
2: Um, Wildwood. Wor-
1: Wildwood music Wildwood music, and that's a I'm church, sorry. Right? Yes. Too? Yeah. And where's that church?
2: It's in ukaipa It's okay. like a little small town in California. Yeah, like wood, an hour Calvary away. Chapel. Yeah. Okay.
1: So there, yeah. So he was there. He, we were like in the green room eating at lunch, and we just started talking, and because because I have multiples and babies mm-hmm. and stuff like that, he started telling me about you guys, and he's like, dude, you guys gotta have my, you gotta have him on the radio show.
3: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: like, All right, I trust you. <laughs> he's like, whatever. Let's <laughs> <guys> do it. <laughs> You know, and uh, so it's awesome. So that's how we got this whole thing connected. Yeah. And uh, you guys also do worship as well, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So what do you guys call?
2: We don't have a name yet. <laughs> I know, you don't right? Have a name? We we don't. We just, just Michael and Amanda. Yeah, Laningham. just Michael okay. and Amanda Landingham. We're just yeah. a little worship duo. But yeah. he primarily leads worship. I'm like a scaredy cat, so <laughs> I get a little bit nervous to do worship all the time. But. We do do it.
1: Do you guys have an album, or are you guys just cruising? Are you just getting it going right now? Yeah, going yeah I'm recording an album right
4: now. Yeah, she's gonna be solo. on it singing.
2: Yeah, but it, it's primarily so him. It should be but
4: releasing in the fall. Yeah, yes.
2: we're so stoked.
4: So you guys tour around and, and play, all yep. this. Yeah. So okay. play all over? Yeah, yeah. Okay, play all over. Just all California. over like
2: California. Yeah, but so far, so far, yeah, so far. <laughs> all right, that, that's a good start Still because California is big. It is. It yes. is very true.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well let's let's get in the show. I mean, let's get into the awesome story because this thing's gonna be amazing. Um, First of all, how'd you guys even meet? Because I know you guys are young. You're you're, you're pretty like, what are you, 20? 20, 22. 22? Yeah. And how old are you? 25. So 25. So how'd you get married? You know, you guys are married. So how'd that Yeah. <laughs> so
2: basically, again, it always starts with my brother Andrew, I swear. So, he hooked you guys up? Yes. Oh, yeah. Best friends. Right? Yeah, best right? Friends. He's the best. So <laughs> basically, he, they were best friends. They met through leading worship at our church. Yeah. And um, I always like thought he was so cute but i was like 12 and he was 15 so it was like kind of weird i guess to him for him yeah for him for me i was like no like it's not a big deal but um yeah so i always had a huge crush on him and he just like he was like oh you're my little sister which is like your favorite thing to hear when you have a crush on someone right (laughs) like being compared to a sibling not fun
1: 100
2: yeah so that was the case um he was at our house all the time, and, like, I just – I kept having more and more crushes on him and, like, getting deeper into it. But he never just – he just avoided it. But then he moved away for a bit, moved to San Clemente, and um I hadn't seen him for, like, two years. And then I came back, and he was, like, such a stud muffin. Like
1: How, how old were you then?
2: He was 18, so I was 15, yeah. right? 14 yeah. or
1: 15.
2: You were um, 15. And I, like – Became less of a little girl and like more of a woman. <laughs> right. So he was yeah, like, "I
4: was like, wow, you grew up." Yeah, he was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow. you got cute."
2: And um, yeah. So basically, I we just kind of started like gently flirting over like Spider Man and stuff. Ironically, it was so weird because we're both nerds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, so yeah, up. we just started like flirting, and then randomly, not kidding and not exaggerating, after like a couple months of just like jokingly flirting, he was like, "Hey, Amanda. So, um, like." God told me you're going to be my wife. No so way. Like, are you
1: serious? How old was she? I
2: swear to you. I was How, 15. Uh, no, you are 16, 16 at this time. 16. So he so was like, it. I was nice yeah, it was, I knew it was wild. So he just was like, yeah. So she's just, like,
1: the plan is working.
2: Yes. Yes. No, literally. I did I got so much in, bro. Like, I, hey, I did so in much the reverse psychology possible. on him. <laughs> um, to try to, like, make him love me, I swear. So but, God
1: spoke... Really quick, God spoke to you and just
4: said she's the one. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah I, and, I and the way he knew. told me was hilarious. And, like, I've known her f- for so long, yeah. and, like you said, when I came back, I matured more. Yeah. And yeah. I was... I've always been in that mindset of wanting just to be married <laughs> yeah. yeah so and it's funny because her brother was encouraging it the whole time yeah, you like know
2: normally your best friend would be like no, like well, stay away well, from my sister were, were best
4: friends yeah we're best yeah. friends so we're making music together yeah. Yeah, yeah so
2: normally like brothers would be like no yeah do that, well you want weird. you
1: want i mean you want to know the dude that's going to marry your sister exactly, exactly. So you know, there's so many creeps and dirtbags yeah. oh you know? yeah Gosh. So he was like, go for it. I yeah. was a sketchy guy before, trust me. <laughs> I know.
2: I was a sketchy guy too, if it makes you yeah. feel better. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. Okay, so uh so God so, yeah. showed and this is that's also it's such a cool thing too because God's always in the details, you know, yeah. like he's gonna bring that person for you in his yeah. timing and he'll he's gonna let you know he has your number.
2: Exactly. So
1: you don't have to go out and date the world or or you exactly. know, date everyone or Absolutely. trying to find the right one. God yeah. will bring her in his timing.
2: Exactly. And exactly. Him. When we stopped looking it just happened.
1: So when, so when was the point when you decided to, you know, propose to Because I mean she's sixteen, you're eighteen, you had to wait, obviously. Yeah, I had to
4: wait Not legal. until it was legal.
2: He still asked my dad though and we still got engaged when I was seventeen. I was yes. close to eighteen, yeah. Yes, but-
4: I proposed in October.
2: Mm-hmm. October fifth.
4: Of yeah, of twenty thirteen and it was literally well, how many months is that 3 months like three of an months engagement yeah. and then it was like 5 days after she turned 18 we got married. Yeah. <laughs> shut it down yeah we, <laughs> we hustled she got on we the market hustled. and then we went right off the market yeah. <laughs> it
2: was fast it was yep. great though and like not a second goes by where yeah, so. we regret getting married that younger anything.
1: I'm with you guys yes. 100% that is epic when god shows you i tell people if god already showed you yeah what do you like what are you, yeah, waiting, what are you for? waiting for no more? you just obey because yeah. they just I don't know. I'm like, well, what are you, wait, you know, what are you waiting for? I'm yeah. sure exactly. God wouldn't have showed you if, if it wasn't Absolutely. Time, you Absolutely, It's not for everybody, but yeah, yeah I'm not saying yeah. go get married, everyone. You
3: know, <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: do it unless you know for exactly. sure yeah. that it's exactly. from God, because yes. it will be a hell. Yes, <laughs> and it will end. Yes, it could end.
2: Hundred percent. Good chances. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's like how yeah, we so met and got married. So crazy. Okay,
1: so you're 18, you get married, and mm-hmm. then um, like, so what was going on? Because you, were, I know that you were kind of started going through some like health, health yeah stuff.
2: so in March only a couple of months after we had gotten married we had like a couple months of like our honeymoon phase of like going out on dates and adventures and traveling and having fun and then I just started getting super sick um and like I would go to the doctors what, literally what, what almost kind of daily like, what, what's going I just on with was you? having like um like weird stomach issues and like really bad chronic pain that came out of nowhere and it started, like, really debilitating me. I couldn't walk anymore. I started getting really bad muscle atrophy um, that was, like, permanent. So yeah. I still won't be able to get back a lot of muscle that I had once upon a time. Wow. Um, So I'll always be, like, pretty weak unless, like, God decides to, like, change that, which would be wonderful. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I just was having, like, a lot of pain and stuff and, like, just weird stomach issues and um, – I just, yeah, it was just weird and we didn't know what was going on. Um, they thought that it could have been like Crohn's disease. That was like the number one thing was Crohn's disease because I had all the symptoms of Crohn's. Um, and I was going to the doctors weekly and nothing was happening. Everything was coming back normal. Um, and like I wasn't having really any strange um, like what's it called? they just weren't finding anything weird mm. so um it was just super crazy so and they then couldn't
1: pin, they, you have the pain but they can't pinpoint.
2: yeah exactly what, what, we, what, we
4: were going to doctor after doctor like specialist literally after specialist. every other day
2: i was at the doctor it was a different
4: diagnosis almost every time yeah or you know so yeah, yeah.
2: so they randomly decided to send me to a general surgeon without knowing what was wrong um so it was super random but i was so young and naive i didn't I didn't know to like think like, oh, that's a general surgeon doing a colorectal surgery. Like maybe that's not good. And like maybe I should be seeing a gastroenterologist. I didn't know any of that because I was so young. Yes. So I just went to the surgeon, didn't ask any questions, got my first surgery. That was brutal. Um, and then I still was having issues, got a second surgery a couple of months later. And then I woke up from that one and knew something was wrong instantly. Um, like I was the exact same surgery, so it should have been the same kind of pain. Right. Um, but I just was like, something is really wrong. I don't know what's going on, but like, this is horrible. And I couldn't tell what it was. Um, so it took two years to find out that I had nerve damage so I again was going from through all the, from, from the, the surgery. surgery. Yeah. yeah. So it oh, caused But before getting to that
4: point, um- even in that, it was like, that was like our first big trial in our yeah, marriage. Right. Because both of us were super young. We haven't experienced any kind of hardship. Yeah. yeah. You know, you you say those vows for better or for worse and it was like, boom. Yeah,
1: yeah you already at the worst part. Huh? Yeah. Right. And it,
4: so like after that second surgery, it felt like know. it was just way worse. Mm-hmm. And there was times like where she would just be weeping in pain.
2: Like screaming. Just screaming. And ambulance. I had,
4: I mean, I had to call the ambulance and I too mean, many times. too many times for that. And there's like these moments of I did not no Cro- what to just do. Just chronic pain, just yeah. chronic twenty four seven pain, and there's sometimes it would get worse. And I remember just holding her, and all I knew what to do in that moment was just worship.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I had no answer. I mean, I just would sit there and I held her, and I would just we would just worship and sing together until the pain would subside a little bit, mm-hmm. and the presence yes. of God would just come into the room and, and just kind of be there, and the pain would leave for a little bit. And mm-hmm. that was just like kind of God was preparing us even right there, yeah. like worship me. <laughs> Yeah, when you're heavy.
1: starting to feel this pain so heavy
3: yeah How,
1: man okay so so okay what's going on at this point you're, you're it's not getting better you're at your second mm-hmm. surgery
2: yeah so after that um it still was the same old issue same chronically but now i had this new thing that was worse and more painful that i didn't know what it was and
1: you're still going to the doctor especially every day
2: that. like literally every other day i'm not exaggerating every other day i was pain at the pills doctor. aren't working no not even like slightly so it was just like nothing was helping they tried me on like a plethora of different things um and finally i ended up hearing from a couple of friends that had like crohn's disease and colitis because that's what they thought that i had possibly um they were like oh we went to this hospital in la called cedar sinai and they um They're like specialists in all of that and in gastroenterology and all of that junk. So like that's where we get treated. You should totally go there. They can like change your life. So um, we waited a couple of months and before I ended up going there, I ended up finding out that I was pregnant. Which was like crazy. It was so exciting because I've always wanted to be a mom. Like my mom, my mom can tell you when I was little, I would like carry baby dolls all around and I would push them in strollers. And like all I ever wanted was to be a mom. It was like I always felt like it was like my destiny. So so
1: yeah, but you're okay. So you're pregnant. So you're having yeah. this like amazing moment, mm-hmm. but yeah. yet you're just like I got was chronic so sick. pain. <laughs> I was yeah. so and sick. it's all it has to do with your stomach. Yeah, yeah. And so your pregnancy and stomach to... too. So I mean, exactly. you're just what's going on in your head at this point? You're like
2: so it was just like i I was just like it was such a conflicting thing because I was yeah. ecstatic beyond belief, but then I had such a fear that something would go wrong because of it, and then I was like, if something does go wrong, it's on me because it's my body and I'm carrying them because right. that's what that's yeah. what you think, even though it's not the truth, it's what yeah. you think so um I just was getting sicker and sicker, so at the end of my pregnancy, I was ninety six pounds and I'm five five so I was very, very ill um That's like – that's pretty low for weight at um, like being pregnant. Um, But while
1: while you're going through this pregnancy – um, you you were on bed rest. As
2: yes, well. the whole
3: time mm-hmm. I
1: couldn't. So walk. bed rest basically. Tell t- t- us about what bed rest looks like. So people cause they people think that bed rest is sitting on the couch, just like chilling, watching TV. Yeah, yeah. no, no I would. That would
2: have been wonderful. <laughs>
1: what does bed rest look so like? So
2: for me, it was like I literally I couldn't even go to the restroom, which our bedroom. I would sleep on the couch most of the time in the living room, which is like maybe four feet away from the bathroom, laying
1: flat. Right. Yes. Yeah.
2: So it was really close to the bathroom and stuff and I couldn't even do that myself. I would
1: have to help her.
4: Um get I couldn't anywhere.
2: bathe myself at all cuz I was so weak. My mom and him would have to carry me and like bathe me because I couldn't even like lift my arms on my own. Um Dang. It was gnarly. My gnarly. my mom and him were like champions. They literally did everything for me because I couldn't do anything. My mom would have to like shave my legs for me and stuff too. So um, I was literally just flat on the couch consistently in agony praying my butt off. I just – I would read books. I would read the Bible. I just would try to do anything to like concentrate on anything else and um, I just tried to stay hopeful mm-hmm. and – Honestly, my sons were the only things that really kept me hopeful. Like my Mm. pregnancy was the thing that I was like, I can get through this. Like Mm. I have two beautiful boys on the way. And like, even if, um, sorry, even if I'm not okay, at least like I'll have them. And like, if I can't chase them around the house, who gives a crud because they're still going to be here. Mm. Um, and like I said, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no.
1: Keep going. I want to ask you about as we when you were going to the doctors, um, when you when they were watching the pregnancy, when they yeah. t- tell us about that experience when the um, as the how they discovered them and then the process yeah, yeah. through that. Yeah, whole thing.
2: sorry, I keep skipping. No, no, it's um, fine. We're so good. we got so, plenty of time. Okay, go
4: ahead. So we, when we first found out we were pregnant, okay. it was actually um,
2: oh, just showing you. a
4: singleton, and
2: which means one
4: baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just so, one baby. If
3: there's
2: Sh- one, one baby. There's one yeah. baby.
4: So you know, we were just super excited and then what was it like um 10 weeks later be going for another ultrasound
2: yeah because they thought i was actually having a miscarriage So yeah. they had me wait a couple of weeks um before getting another ultrasound because they wanted it to properly pass yeah. if it was a miscarriage and then they would know for sure by the second ultrasound
4: exactly right. and then um so they do another ultrasound and then uh wgyn says okay there's one heartbeat and then now there's another heartbeat,
2: and I literally thought the baby had two hearts. Like, I was so, <laughs> so you're like, "Oh my
1: gosh, the baby our has- baby has two hearts!"
4: <laughs> yeah, I was
2: so confused. <laughs>
4: yeah, but they're they're like, no, they're, there's two babies, and then it hit us like, "Oh my gosh!" So it now it
1: was it was, uh, it was scary. I- they they were identical, to identical. It. Yes. Yeah, the one egg split.
2: Yeah, so yep. we didn't know that at that point yet because it was still like only ten weeks or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it was pretty early on, so they didn't know if they were identical or fraternal yet. Um, they just but, knew there was two heartbeats. Yeah, there's just two, two hearts, heart- yeah. and they were healthy, so we're, and we were happy. Was, we're like, "Hey, yeah. it was crazy too." Uh, two they for said the price that, of one. <laughs> they said that this happens like one in a million chance, but on that ultrasound, their hearts were beating at the exact same time, like perfectly in sync.
1: No way! So yeah, beautiful.
2: I have videos of it and everything. It was yeah. so. Cra- yeah. They were like, "That happens like one in a million. Like that's so rare for that to happen." Yeah, it's it was so yeah. cool.
4: So, yeah. So now we got that,
1: and um, now, did you want to go to? Yeah, the yeah. Part? So yeah. So yeah. yeah you're, you're, they find out the twins yeah. and you're getting down to the to the to the place where yeah. six months I think. Yeah. Yes. So
2: before that, um, they always said like the the boy it was identical boys, that's what I was pregnant with. Um they always said that they were like perfectly healthy, everything was good, everything was moving along well and there was no issues or anything. So I was under the impression that everything was like fine and dandy. Um, but also I was getting like really brutal bruises on my stomach and I was like where is that coming from because I wasn't falling or anything but um, my belly was stretching obviously for pregnancy so I just assumed it was because of that Um, but yeah, I was getting like gnarly bruises all over my belly and my stomach would get really like weird. And, um, I just was like, that's weird. Like, is that normal? It's my first pregnancy. So I didn't have anything to compare it to. Um, and my sister was also pregnant with identical twins at the same time. And I was like, Hey, like, is this normal? Did you get this? And she was like, no, I didn't experience any of that. So I was always kind of like cautious and worried that something was up because of that. But I just tried to put it on. Oh, my stomach's just stretching. Well, what were they
1: saying when you were going to the doctors? Tell them about this. stuff. Nothing about the Nothing. bruises or anything. Nothing. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's fine. It's normal. You're yeah, fine. They just kept Everything's moving along. Fine. That. It
1: was great. So we had no
4: inclination. Not even
2: the slightest that the pregnancy
4: was, you know. Um. So now, fast forwarding to September when we were telling you about going to that Cedar Sinai to see okay. the specialist. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, this, so how many at, months are you at this at point? At this point, we're about six months. Okay. Yeah. About 24 weeks. So we go in to see the specialist um, for Amanda to, you know, just really get down and diagnose what's going on. And uh, they do some testing. And um, one of the doctors comes in and says, basically, you have twin to twin transfusion. And I don't know if you want to kind of break that, that. Break that break down. Okay.
2: So I had never heard of it. Um, I had heard stories like of this happening, but I didn't know the actual terminology or anything. So basically, twin to twin transfusion syndrome is something that happens if you're pregnant with identical twins. It can happen, it's actually pretty common, unfortunately. Um, but when you're pregnant with identicals, they share the same placenta. And with that, um, your placenta is where all the nutrients come from. So, when you have them sharing the same one, sometimes one of the babies gets all of the nutrients, and the other one gets like hardly anything. And typically, one of them can pass away, or the other one absorbs the so other twin.
1: For like be- a better visual, it's basically like a hose is coming down with food. Yes. And one's taking the whole hose and not yes. giving. One
2: hundred percent. The yes.
1: other, yeah. the other one, the hose. So. He- he-
2: so the one that's getting all the nutrients right. is really big. Sometimes they get too big mm-hmm. because they're getting over like nutrients. They're getting too many nutrients. And then <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to word that. And then the other one is very tiny because they're not getting the nutrients. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just like super So that weird. was happening too. Yeah. yeah. And okay. that's actually what the bruises was from yeah. on my belly Wait. was because of the syndrome.
3: But
1: how are the bruises happening because the, the one kid- –
2: I have no idea. It's I guess just it's the, just a side part effect of it. It's, it's, see, that's it's crazy.
4: crazy. It's just like a yeah. weird yeah. symptom yeah, 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 of it, I guess. The thing okay. is, we went in there not even for the pregnancy. Yeah. This is all was for, for her myself. health stuff. So then this gets thrown at us. And so we're oh, like, true. whoa. So we start freaking out. Yeah. And then right away, they said, okay, we need to set you up with the surgeon. He's the best in the nation. Mm-hmm. And basically, they go in there and... and um,
2: They laser the placenta in half so that the nutrients are split between the
1: babies. Equally. Right. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. They didn't catch it way before. Yeah. So, okay. Okay.
2: So a little secret here. The hospital I was getting treated at Mm -hmm. knew that I did have it. Mm -hmm. They were 100% aware, but didn't treat me for it. And, and I was extremely high risk pregnancy. I should have been getting all sorts of treatment. A specialist. Mm-hmm. And right. I put myself on bed rest because of how sick I was. That was not doctors. Orders. That
1: wasn't doctors.
2: Not at all. That was just oh me. Oh my
1: goodness. So
2: um, they 100% knew about it. The hospital I was at that was treating me called them to like inquire about it and see if they knew and why they weren't treating it. And they had no response. They just were like, yeah, we knew, but we didn't think it was that like that big of a deal. So, they literally knew about it and if they would have done their jobs, my sons would most likely be here today. It's just wild to think about. Yeah. It's gnarly. <laughs> Sorry it's so much information. No,
1: no, it's it's So now here they are. They're saying they want to they want to do the surgery yeah. to to split it so the yeah. kids can get enough food. Yeah. What happened? Yeah.
2: So, um I'm apologize if I cry in advance, but what ended up happening was um, I I had an MRI that morning and it was safe. Like they, they covered the babies and everything and everything was okay. Um, and during the MRI – actually the morning I woke up, I was having really bad cramping. But I didn't understand. Like I didn't – again, it was my first pregnancy. I didn't know what labor would feel like or not. Mm. Um, and so I was having really bad cramping and I, in my heart I felt like I knew it was labor. But I was like – too terrified to actually admit it um so I got the MRI and I started having a really severe panic attack and they had to take me out um like there's like an emergency button where they'll pull you out of the MRI Mm -hmm. and I couldn't finish it because I was like panicking so bad because of it um so this was like three in the morning and um it was October 2nd of 2015 and so Um, I just felt really weird. I was in a lot of pain and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm having labor and like contractions. I don't know for sure, but I think it might be. I was like talking with my brother and sister and my mom the whole time because I was like, I think something is going on. Um, so they ended up hooking me up to the monitor. Um, I don't know what they're called, but like something to monitor the babies and their heartbeats and contractions. And I was having contractions. Then it ended up being, like, every four minutes apart, I was having contractions, so it was like I was in active labor. Um, and they had given me, like, all of the medications to try to stop it, and nothing was happening. Because um, you're th- at six
1: months right now mm-hmm. with these kids, and yeah. it's a yeah. little er- obviously very. very early. Yeah. Like so
2: weeks. Yeah, 24 weeks pregnant. Um, actually, 23 in, like, five days. I was, like, under the mark. Because, um, like, 24 weeks is when you're allowed—that's, like, when you're still considered— not a baby if that makes sense so after 20 to the the yeah yeah yeah. so (laughs) 24 weeks is like the the heart's
1: beating but it's not a baby exactly and it's not a life
2: literally they called them fetuses the whole time even after they were born and like we would after they're born Mm -hmm. and we like yelled at that he yelled at them and was like call them by their names and then they started calling them by their names fetuses they're babies (laughs) like what is wrong so yeah it was still really early um And while I was hooked up to this thing, I was like – I was like I felt something happen. And I was like, I think something is wrong. Like I feel like I just peed myself. What happened? Mm -hmm. Um, And so they checked me and they saw that I was dilated to a three. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they were like, crud, you're really in labor. We got to try to stop this. Mm -hmm. They gave me more medication. Um, They just make you feel crazy. These medications are like wild. And within five minutes, I went from three centimeters to ten. So I was supposed to get a C-section, um, but because it was so intense and so fast, I had to just give birth naturally. Yeah. Um, now,
1: something was going on, though, because we, when we talked earlier, you were saying yeah. that, you know, the doctors told you something about what was going on with the kids before the kids started coming out. Well, yeah. What, what was Oh, that? yeah.
2: So, Let's talk about that. Go ahead. Just about how the boys... Um, like wouldn't
4: be born yeah yeah so basically now that she's dilated to 10 there's no stopping they're they're coming they're on their way mm-hmm. and a doctor comes up to me and says you know they're not going to be born breathing and we think it would be better if we just terminate the pregnancy basically abort your children and we w- were just, was there
1: no heartbeat at this time or no there was heartbeat so they're both breathing but why were they they're saying, but but they're they saying
4: oh well they're not going to be born breathing like so it's, it's better it, to it's just impossible. kill them now but why no we reason. No they, they just it. because they it. it's just easier it's, for them. Yeah, it's less yeah. work. Could be a for money them. thing. Yeah. and so they're saying abort the kids now. Yeah, with they're saying terminate two. it, and we're like, no, we're yeah, their parents. We love holy. them, and we want to. We're going to hold on. You okay. know, we believe in a big God. So, so sure enough, you know, we just said that, and here they come, and they both were born breathing, <laughs> Luca and Caden, S- at um, a pound.
2: One pound. One and pound and like then. Three ounces, and the other one was 11 ounces. Yeah. So with that this is like a total miracle I'm sorry to interrupt but this one is just like crazy to me so most babies when they're born even if they're healthy as can be and are like 12 pounds mm-hmm. usually they can't breathe on their own typically um when they're fresh out of the womb mm-hmm. and they have to have some kind of ha- care and like they you yeah, yeah well something to just help them breathe they like use this little machine to suck stuff Sucks out, stuff out yeah. yeah so most ba- most babies even when they're super healthy can't always breathe when they're first first born um, they breathed on their own 100% with severely premature lungs for seven minutes.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: Seven minutes of them just being on their own, just lying on a cold table by themselves with no care, no treatment.
1: Why are they doing this?
4: And that's the thing is like, so the first thing, that was the miracle in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, they're telling us, well, they're not going to be born breathing. And then boom, they're born breathing.
2: They said so they had a 3% chance of yeah. coming
4: out alive. And then they come to us and say, well, do you want to do comfort care? Which that's just like, A good way of saying letting them pass skin to skin Mm -hmm. and not giving them any nutrient or putting them in a NICU, nothing, Mm -hmm. just letting them and when they need a lot of medical attention, you know, so they said that I said, well, what's that? And then they explained it. I said, absolutely not like get them into the NICU right Mm -hmm, away. Um, so it was huddled. just a madhouse. I mean, we're both weeping. Our family's in there.
1: It was like was, it was like a war zone. Like, cr- there was like this is crazy, dude. I'm oh, so pissed right now.
2: Thank you. It <laughs> was too. it was like a
1: war
4: zone. There in was there.
2: literally like 20 people all in my room. Dude, these
1: doctors are a bunch of morons. Yeah.
4: Thank you. This whole yeah. clinic. Thank you. Yeah, so right away, and so they were doing nothing at first for like seven minutes, seven as she was minutes saying, and then when out. I said, no, get them in the NICU, I'm starting, you know, I'm getting crazy were, now. My Absolutely. mom was as, screaming at them. Yeah.
2: I was screaming at them. Our, I kept saying, like, save them over me. We, yeah.
4: yeah, mama bear and papa bear came out, and we yeah. just, at that moment, we were parents. Like, we mm-hmm. became parents right there, and we had so much, I mean, I had so much love mm-hmm. overwhelming me just seeing them come out. I was just like, these are my boys, you know, and at that that you know, you know, as a parent, their instinct is just to protect and love and give everything of yourself. Yeah. So at that moment, that's what we did. And, you know, it was so hard because my, I have my wife that's like practically dying from this <laughs> disease that she was having um, and different things going on. And then I'm with my boys that are fighting for their lives, you know, and it was it was amazing. I, so Luca, he was a smaller one and I got to cut his cord and it was just like this most amazing moment for me. You know, just to have that and bond with that. And and right after that, they sent them up to the NICU. So it's like they had them stable. And it was insane because now they're telling us, okay, well, they're just going to have minutes. You know, we don't know how much longer we have with them. Um,
2: they won't make it through the night for sure. Yeah, inside. they're not
4: going to make it through the night for sure. So we're just like, we don't care. Like, give them the best care that you possibly can.
2: Yeah, even if we have two seconds with them, it's worth it. Yeah.
1: All right, well, we're going to um, – man, this is a uh, heavy – Heavy, heavy stuff. We're, we're going to go to the break right now. We'll be back in a couple seconds.
0: More live with Ryan Reese coming no, no. up. Everything all right? Call now 1 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say, whoop do doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese.
3: Don't say what <laughs> I you. Loud noises!
1: you guys are you show up at the hospital they're saying they want to give you guys a uh c section you're on all these meds mm-hmm. and basically um you discover that the, the the doctors are telling you guys that the that the twin boys aren't gonna come out alive yeah and basically you start dilating
3: yeah
1: what let's 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 take it from there so what happens they they're basically uh they're, they're giving you all these meds and um Birth is happening. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, um yeah, so I like I said, I dilated so quickly and I pushed for how long? Like an hour or something. Yeah. It felt like a friggin' eternity. It was about an hour. It felt like forever. Yeah. But um I gave natural birth to both of them on mm-hmm. my own. And like people are like, oh, they're so tiny. Like that's not even hard. Their heads were huge. Yeah, <laughs> I can vouch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I gave natural birth to them, which is something I would never take back. Like I never take that for granted. I'm very, very blessed and lucky that I got to do that.
1: So, so when the, when the kids come out, yeah. Basically, uh, they were they were telling you that they're they're not going to live. Yeah. yeah. So Bef- now, and now they come out and they're they're breathing. Yeah. yeah. So now know what, what what yeah so what's so. Uh, Let's talk about all that. Yeah. So they, were, so they were they were they were they were crying, mm-hmm. but they couldn't. Um, the doctors said they couldn't breathe, and they didn't want to even help them at this. No. Point. Yeah. They no.
4: said they want to do. Do you want to do comfort care? Yeah. Which so basically yes, skin, to skin, yeah, skin let and skin them die. until they pass. Um. And not give them NICU or uh, nutrients or nothing. So yeah. they're just kind of just letting them go. And so would,
1: would you? How did you guys get them in the NICU? Would you? Have well, to do I, the, I at first we, like, you know because
4: that word <laughs> sounds good, comfort care. You know. Yeah. But I Then I, that, I said, what is yeah. that? And then they explain, and I said, "No, no, no, no! I want you to do everything possible to help our boys, mm-hmm. like now." So right. then, the NICU—I mean, I mean the the um, birthing room we were in just went chaotic you know so, there's probably 30 people in this room mm-hmm. just going get you know going as fast as they could after i said that mm-hmm. it was like a war zone you know i'm weeping we're just like so distraught at this point mm-hmm. right. but then also having so much joy like our boys are here you know yeah. right. so we're taking every second we can
1: so now so they end up moving all you guys to the NICU at this yeah. point
4: mm-hmm. yeah so they okay. move her back to her room because i mean she just gave birth she was right. like yeah. agony and pain so um i made sure she was good and then i, I went up to the NICU with our boys, um, their names are Luca and Caden. Luca and Caden,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. awesome.
4: Um, and so I'm up there, and they're just, you know, they're stable at this mm-hmm. point, and they have them there,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and it was amazing, you know. And I was just in awe and wonder, you know, just looking at my boys and just like, oh my gosh, I'm a dad, you know. Yeah, it was amazing. And even from then, it was like every minute was a miracle because they were staying. They're saying to us like, they're not going to be born breathing to yeah. where they're now breathing and we're just with them at this point and you know they're moving their hands and it was it was amazing it was like they're just worshiping god the whole time and it was it was incredible so now going on we have um it's been i would say almost half a day now okay you know like 12 hours and they're still doing pretty good are they on breathing machines yeah they're on breathing yeah. machines so they're, they're, they're in the NICU they're like, in the NICU yeah, yeah. And, and they're still they're stable so yeah, we're you know and um like I said before, we're just fighting with them the whole time, oh. you know, and just like it was like we're fighting death, bro. Mm-hmm. This whole time, this like the spirit of death is coming in and and we just said, no, we're holding on. We're holding on to hope. We're holding on to
1: God. Well, You got the doctors that are saying they're not going to be breathing. Yeah. Let's abort the kids. Yeah. Then God does a miracle. They come out. Yeah. They're breathing. Now they're in the NICU. Yeah.
4: yeah. Now, again, the, this other doctor comes in, sits us down. Goodness. And this is, you know, after she was OK, she finally got to come up Um and then he says it's i think it's almost been about 24 hours at this point and he's basically saying we need to pull him off life support so again it's like the what third the time heck so is we we're going on here. so our boys are literally fighting we call them uh, mighty warriors our little mighty warriors cuz they 100%. literally were fighting for their lives mm-hmm. and so we're we're with him and we're like no like we have told you guys this we want the best care possible for them You know, we are not letting go. We're holding on. As our duty as parents, we need to do that and protect our children as much as we can and how we see fit. So we made those hard decisions. And it was convincing at first. They were trying to throw out all these things, and and it was just like we had to hold on.
2: They were making it like we were, like, child abusers by keeping them alive. Um, They were like, they're in so much pain. How can you do that? You're making... Every, everything worse, and you're only making this decision because you won't be able to live your, with yourself if you take them off of life support. Yeah. They literally said that. Just the
4: enemy, man. And I mean, like, we were just fighting.
3: With
2: it her. was just the. I was like, I'm sorry, but absolutely not. I was like, how how much of a percent do they have to live? And they said three. And I said, I don't care if they have one percent. Like yeah. you're you're saving them. Sorry, like sorry, believe, not sorry. We, we
1: believe in a god, obviously. That exactly, can exactly do anything.
2: Exactly, and like it, they had already made it past what they claimed they would. So I was like, obviously, God's showing himself. So why am I going to give up now? Like, I'm not going to do that.
4: It was amazing, too, because now at this point, like, as they're stable and we just had so many people come to the hospital. I mean family and friends. It was just like at one point I, I was up for like forty eight hours straight yeah, at this he was point.
3: A trooper. He I was just I couldn't
4: sleep. I was just running between my wife, making sure she's okay and my boys are okay. Yeah. Just back and there was like four levels so I had to go to the elevator each time. And I remember just like running through the halls and I was in so much just anxiety and distress that I just oh, kept I singing, imagine. you know, worship songs and just trying to keep my head on straight and just like just telling myself and reading scripture and just like getting in this, you know, this a mode of just holding on you in know, the middle of the kind of
1: craziest thing. situation you've yeah. ever been in your yeah. life you're just shouting out reaching out to yeah. god I'm just re- yeah because there's nothing else you can yeah. do at
4: this point
3: yeah yeah. so you know, where
4: does our help come from our help comes from the lord you yeah. know it's like the maker of heaven and earth and
1: it reminds it reminds me of uh you know when, when jesus um was walking on water and, and mm. peter came out walking to him and there was like this yeah. this huge violent storm yeah. and jesus mm-hmm. and peter came walk, walking on him to yeah. water and all of a sudden, he started seeing the waves and the wind and oh, the storm, yeah. and he got his his eyes off of Jesus, and he just mm-hmm. started sinking. Yeah. yeah. And um, but what's so awesome what I love about that story is when he was sinking in the middle of the storm, he was about to drown. Just called out to Jesus and just mm-hmm. said, "Save me." Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just he was just talking to Absolutely. God. He was praying. He was talking to God, and yeah. and that's exactly what you're doing in this illustration, mm-hmm. in this story. Yeah. You have to keep
4: that. your eyes on
3: yeah on his
1: eyes
4: <laughs> really yeah you have to look into the eyes of love and the eyes of jesus when you're going through these things because it's so easy just to get sidetracked mm-hmm. you know and just fall lose faith i mean i had no faith i'm gonna be completely honest with yeah. you like i was trying i was fishing for faith yeah. at that moment i felt so much heartache so i remember at this now you know going into this moment i want to get to this moment <laughs> yeah do it really have like 20 more minutes though so, but um i remember now it's been about uh 33 hours and we get this call I'm, I'm now with my wife at this point we had friends come visiting us we're and giving still in the hospital. yeah we're, we're in the hospital this time and we get this call from the NICU saying you need to come up immediately um, it's not looking good for Luca so i just we had friends there i just i said we need to go i grab my wife get her in a wheelchair and we run as fast as we humanly can and we get up there and uh, they said, yeah, he, he's he's going to go. Um, he's losing, you know, his his lung capacity, his heart rate's going down. So um, do you want to hold him? I said, absolutely. And we're weeping <laughs> at this time. And it's been 33 hours for Luca. And he's now in our arms as he's giving his last breath. first breaths.
2: time to hold him. We yeah, this is the first time we get all. to hold him.
4: And he's still breathing in our arms, you know. And I remember, um Sorry. <laughs> As he gave his last breath, I just remember singing out how he loves us (laughs) and just singing. He loves us. Oh, how? And just that's all I knew what to do in that moment. And I felt this the most insane presence of God to sweep over both of us as we're huddling around our son as he gave his last breath. And it was the most insane, overwhelming love. (laughs) I can't even describe it. And at this point, it's like we're now holding our son. And I I felt even just like the father who created his son, who is my son, Luca, who formed him right in his mother's womb. And I just felt him wrap around us and then just receive him, Mm -hmm. you know, and I felt like at that moment, man, I wanted to be so bitter. I wanted to be so ripped off. I wanted to hate God with all that I was like, here I am as someone that ministers and and does worship and grew up in the church my whole life and been faithful. And then this happens to me, Mm -hmm. you know, and so many people do this where they want to just hate God and say, well, why did, why weren't you there? But he was there. That was the thing, Ryan, like I felt God there at that moment more than I ever have in my whole life. And it was insane, bro. It was, it was amazing just to feel that. And at that moment, it's like, I couldn't hate him. As much as I felt like I needed to hate him mm-hmm. and like, how could you do this? All I felt was this love. And I knew at that moment he was so good. He was such a good God, you know, and it's just like, it's just crazy. And it, it's it had nothing to do with, you know, that he caused this, you know, because he didn't, he created us, you mm-hmm. know, he created our boys and we're so happy for that. Like, do we want more time with them? Uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was just a holy moment. That's all I could explain. Like I remember, just even as I'm singing out that song, the whole NICU. There's probably like 20 people in there, and they're just huddled around us, just like
1: just people that are in there,
4: just in there, just yeah, the, just the nurses, strangers. and we're sitting here worshiping with our son who just passed, and they just bow their heads so as this is happening.
2: A little random.
1: So heavy. Yours. Oh, dude, <clears throat> I'm I've... all choked up right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so with this. With both of them, actually, with both the boys. Um, This is going to sound crazy. I know it's going to sound like a lie. But when he, like, we literally felt him go from warm to cold when he went. And when he got cold, this, like, overwhelming, like, sweet aroma filled the entire NICU. And him, like, he just was radiating this sweet, like, citrusy smell. So weird. (laughs) And I was like, did you guys like spray him or put something in the incubator? Like, what is that? And they asked me the same question. Like, are you wearing a perfume? And I was like, no, what is that? And it was so overwhelming and powerful. My clothes smelled like it. I still have their clothes that they were wearing when it happened. And their clothes still smell like it. Same thing happened with Caden. And all I could think of was like the aroma of heaven Mm -hmm. and like how there's like a sweet aroma and it's just so weird that when they both went to heaven, they both had that smell. It's so trippy. Oh,
1: man. That is heavy. Wow. Yeah. It was okay. insane. <laughs> um, so now, here, yeah, sorry, we got to put my head back together. No, to go, it's okay. Go, go, <laughs> I just, okay. dude, you know what? <clears throat> I, my story is not anything close to this. We were in the in the NICU, but I know like I'm having flashbacks of the NICU, that whole yeah. environment, yeah. And I could just only That's imagine the chaotic. of just this and what happened with you. I mean, this mm-hmm. is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And you're at a place and you you can't get bitter at God. Because God's presence showed up, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have every right to be just angry, yeah. yeah. And yet you're just like, what, what? Like what's going on in your head now? Like here you are. Mm-hmm. You're like, like what do you? What, what happens what next? i oh, messed up, man. Yeah, I mean— <laughs> At
4: that moment, it was like it just—it didn't make sense. like the most painful thing mm-hmm. that I believe can happen to you happened to us, mm-hmm. and it was just like all I felt at that moment was his love and peace and his presence, and like it, it was so like overwhelming that I just had to surrender to it. I was like, okay, and I had like this hope, even though it's like we have, we still have another son, yes. you know that's still doing okay and stable. So it's like we're now grieving the loss of our of Luca, and it's like now we're just kind of diverted our attention and and gave it to Kaden like okay and started praying and mm-hmm. I mean it went viral everyone's saying pray, prayers mm-hmm. for Kaden and it was just like going all over like it um, reached like Italy and England it reached everyone and Germany like there's people yeah. like from just all over the nations that were now like messaging us and saying like we're praying for you, like atheist, even an atheist, yeah, atheists yeah. atheist saying, "I don't like, believe in God, but I'm praying for you." Yeah, Jesus. they
2: literally were like, "We <laughs> fell to our knees in prayer and like fell I've been to their an knees, my fell to their knees praying to God." So crazy, and like to think, like our, I don't know, is our sons it
1: like, This is oh, what God. I want to do. Do it. I want to talk about, you know, how did um, the last son, you know, yeah. how how, how yeah. God worked in that situation, yeah. Yeah. but then I want you to speak to the listeners Absolutely. on what, yeah. how God got you through this time. Yeah. where you're at now, what's going on with you, Yeah. and just to speak hope. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Take me there.
2: So, with Caden, um, we ended up, this was like the worst, we ended up being discharged from the hospital and I literally begged them to keep me there because I just I didn't want to leave Caden. I was like, I can't go away from him when he's in critical condition mm. when we just lost Luca. Right. That's just not that sucks and I'm still in yeah. bad condition. So like just keep me here. <laughs> yeah. Um. But they ended up discharging me because other people needed the rooms and um, it's a super busy hospital yeah. and that was put on us like we just wanted to go like stay in a luxurious hotel and like just chill and we didn't care about Caden. Right. It sucked. People yeah. are very – mean (laughs) so we ended up staying at the closest hotel humanly possible which was like a mile away but Mm. in LA that takes like 15 minutes to get anywhere even if it's only a mile so we go to this hotel just like freaking out the whole time just worried we didn't want to leave Caden we kept going to see him and staying with him um as much as humanly possible all throughout the night and then we go to go to bed um It's like 3 in the morning, and we get a call from the head NICU nurse, and we knew instantly. Um, She just was like, Caden's heart for absolutely no reason is failing, and we don't know why. Everything else is perfect on him. His lungs are perfect. Like, everything is good. His heart was healthy. His brain was healthy. No brain damage or anything, but for no reason, his heart started failing. Um, So they were like, you should come down to see him in case he goes, And so, um, we, like, hustled as fast as we could, but it took us a while to get there because it was L.A. And, um, by the time we had gotten there, he was already gone. Um, so we didn't get to be with him, which sucked. (laughs) Um, sorry. So, um, we didn't get to be with him, which, like, as a parent, that just feels awful to know he... Passed away on his own, and basically, they said, like, the only explanation that they had for him passing away, which is like mind blowing. Um, they said the only real explanation is because Luco is not there anymore. That his he just like went into shock and like literally passed away of a broken heart because his brother wasn't there because they were so close because of being identical. Mm. So he was totally healthy. He was really small and premature, but they, they really thought he was going to live and be okay. So it was like out of the blue. Um, so yeah, they just were like, the only explanation we have is that he like had a heartbreak.
4: Yeah.
2: <sighs> Sorry. <sighs>
4: no, and it's crazy because at this time, like um, there's like you said, there's so many prayers going out and yeah. then even that, that same doctor that was telling us to, you yeah. know pulled the plug yeah. came in and said wow he's looking really good yeah. you know and, and they were starting to have hope it was weird man it was I have like, a
2: video proof of them it, saying like he's gonna make it he's gonna be good yeah, yeah.
4: And, and it was like the whole na- like this whole experience was so insane to see even like the the nurses and the doctors looking at us because like, they're
1: saying they're saying one thing and then you guys are like we believe in god yeah, yeah we, god, we believe in so something god just the so, miracles yeah so they're so, seeing
4: this and we're just like they see us how we're just even how we're dealing with grief and how we're like yeah. The testimony. Yeah, and they're just like, who, you know, how are they still... They're worshiping their God. They're like, this makes no sense. People are coming from all over and praying for them. Like, they just saw so much love because yeah. we just loved them so much. Like, all we wanted to do was just sit there and love on them. Like... I remember just I mean, we would sing over them and they would just be like yeah. flailing
1: their arms around. So, it's so amazing.
2: So we when, have I'm
1: gonna give you a heads up. We have about seven minutes left. Okay.
2: okay. So So
1: let's go. I was for just it. gonna
2: say with Cade when he when we had arrived, um, the head nurse she actually saved Jimmy Kimmel's son, if you know who Jimmy Kimmel is.
1: No, I don't. No.
2: Okay, I was like, really? (laughs) Um, She actually saved his son because he was born prematurely as well. Okay, Um, that's awesome. And she's the same nurse for us, and we still like love her and talk to her, and she's like one of my heroes. So she fought her butt off for the boys. So she came in with Caden um after he was gone and she sat with us and wept with us and prayed prayed with us and she worshiped with us which is crazy like that's i think against the law for people in that industry but she literally sat with us in the room and like just was loving us and hugging us and she like she just always keeps up with us and she she like saved she gave us the time that we got to have with them and, like, I wouldn't take that back for the world. People always ask, like, if you could change it, would you because of how painful it was? Heck no. Like, I would do that a thousand times over again even just to have one second with them. Like, yeah. they're my baby boys. Yeah. They're my everything. And, like, they're a part of me and always will be. But it's just crazy.
1: So I got a question for you. Dude. Man, there's just so much to talk about I know. Here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. No, This, this is, like, this is definitely one of the heaviest shows I've ever done, I think. 100 percent it is there's so much to talk about and i wish i had more time but no, what what ahead. would you have to say um what would you have to say to anyone that's going through anything just something crazy uh, in life. i would say let's each one we'll start with whoever first Kay. doesn't matter
4: you know there's so much to say but um you know hebrews six nineteen says this hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast which enters the presence behind the veil and that hope is jesus <laughs> so that's what separates us from those who have hope and that don't is when you believe in jesus you have hope because you have heaven and that was something that just like that moment i was telling you about like i felt so much hope because i knew that i knew where they're gonna be
3: yeah.
4: you know and i knew that they're in the arms of someone that could love them more than i ever could the father and I would just encourage people. Don't lose hope. Put your hope in Jesus. It's, it's the anchor. It's, is it easy all the time? Absolutely not. It is so hard. It's been almost three years and every single day I, I have such a hard time and I have to remind myself, you know, and I have to just speak hope over myself just like mm-hmm. it, as David did in the caves, you know, like soul, you know, mm-hmm. hope in God, trusting God. Um, but there is hope, you know, and we serve such a good God. And, um, yeah. And I've, even this verse, Proverbs fourteen twenty seven, mm-hmm. says to worship God in wonder and awe opens a fountain of life within you, empowering you to escape death's domain. Mm-hmm. And that's in the passions translation. And it's so true. Like one thing that's helped both of us and it saved me is just to worship him. Mm-hmm. it's it's created this fountain of life in me because something that god even showed me at that time um especially being a worship leader yep. was in, or anyone in ministry is like how do you go back to that mm-hmm. how do you minister hope when you feel so you know distraught and i remember the lord revealed to me he said when you worship michael you're doing exactly what your boys are doing mm-hmm. and i even just saw this picture Dang. of two boys mm-hmm. just worshiping at the feet of jesus dude and mm-hmm. And now it just put on a whole new meaning. So sick, man. Yeah, bro. And and at that moment, it was just like, (laughs) okay, I can worship you for the rest of my life because that's Mm -hmm. what my boys are doing, and they're doing it way
1: better than I am. Mm -hmm. So. And you also have you have tattoos. You both have tattoos of their hands and their feet on your hands. Yeah, we're yep on both hands. Yep.
3: Mine are for the the video. People are watching. They're
1: gonna watch this video later on. (laughs) They'll be
3: able to see him. (laughs) So. A, yeah, we have, we have a couple more
1: yeah. minutes Yeah, going. I'll go fast. No, no, it's fine. Sorry, babe. You no, go for good.
2: it. No, no, you're good. <laughs> so I got another I was just three to say, with my tattoos, I have them on my hands and my feet. So it's like they're always walking with me and always in my hands. Like I'm holding their hands while I walk through life and they're always with me. Um, so basically what I would say to anyone is don't give up. And mm-hmm. like I know that yeah. sounds oh, – I don't want to cry. Gosh darn it. <laughs> um, I struggled so much with wanting to give up um i literally would just be like god just let me die like so i can just be in heaven with you and with the boys um i literally just wanted to give up every day but he showed me like how real he is and how good he is and he showed i would have dreams about the boys all the time and just like see them so happy running through a park it's always the dream i have it's just them like going down slides um in heaven just like having a ball and be like no mom you're not done yet like you got to do a little bit more on earth before you can come see us so sorry just don't give up and don't let the enemy creep in and say lies to you that you're not worthy or if you had a loss or something like that you need to know it's not your fault Mm. it wasn't your body that caused it I know you can probably blame yourself but it's not your fault Um, and just yeah just don't lose hope don't give up don't believe deception and know that you're loved and you're beautiful and you're powerful and you're important and your life has worth even if you don't always feel like it your life has so much worth and you're so important and valued and like you're here for a reason so Mm. just don't don't give up just keep fighting. I know it's hard as heck, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you. I promise you there is. I guess that's what I would say.
1: Well, that was well said. <laughs> that was amazing by
2: both of you guys. Thanks. You no, know, I just I wanted... married
1: up. Yes, Shut up. yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, you're I'm the good. best. Thanks. Hey, <laughs> seriously,
1: you guys are amazing. I don't think I've ever cried so much on a on a show. I'm
2: sorry. Am
1: I? No, this but.
2: God has you guys.
1: You guys know we all know that God is amazing, mm-hmm. so amazing, and He's He's in the details, yeah. and He's going to continue to work in your life and yeah. through you. It's been three years yeah. Yeah. since this happened. You guys are young, yeah. and um, we're going to pray that Lord. I just pray right now for uh, Amanda and Michael in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will, Lord, that you will give them kids, God. That you will just give them whatever kids that you want, whatever uh, plans you have for them, God, I pray that you will bring it to pass, God. And anything that's going on in Amanda's body, I pray that you will just heal her in the name of Jesus Christ with everyone listening right now. We'll agree in the name of Jesus for healing power to go out and that, God, that you will bring kids in your timing, Lord. We ask for your will to be done as it is on earth, as it is in heaven. Yes, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you guys for being on the show. I love you guys for having us.
0: This has been live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.